Hey guys, I'm Ange. And I'm Jay. And welcome back to WTF True Crime and Other Shit. So, this is episode 15, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's lots of episodes. It's lots of episodes. And we still aren't getting a ton of emails, but that's okay. But we did get one from my mother. Oh, what did and, it say? Well, it's funny because she never swears, but she, she wrote, Episode 14 was so fucked up. I can't even imagine what those poor children went through and for this bitch to get away with it for over 20 years. This one was so sad. Oh, that was the witch one, right? Or the yeah. vampire one, whatever yeah. it was? But so she said, fucked up, and she called her a bitch. I can't That's... believe she swore twice in one email. <laughs> in one email, I know. She was really mad. Uh, so that was that. Um, and then there was one other thing. Oh, yes. Big, 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 super big news I was super excited about. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Did you see my fla- I have flappy hands going because I'm super excited. Um, so on Instagram... Um, somebody followed us on Instagram yeah. and it is the mama side podcast. Oh, is that, I don't know. I haven't heard them cause they're, that's not data side. <laughs> well, they're super awesome and I'm super excited and I listen to them and I love them and for them to follow us was amazing. That is amazing. Thank you for following us mama side. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, we appreciate it and we're super happy and thank you so much. And that just made my, like my whole that's year. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't think I showed that with Leslie. So, Leslie, sorry if you're hearing this and I didn't send it to you, but I'm going to send it to you before this episode airs so you'll see it then. <laughs> Why are you apologizing, then? I don't know. I'm apologizing in advance. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's I think that's all the announcements I had this week, just a little bit. Yeah, I don't have any announcements. You never do, though. No. Because you don't... He doesn't do any of our emails or socials or anything. That's all me, so... You yeah. just have announcements. I just do all the research and hard work for the oh, pieces. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> just so you guys know, we do every other one. So this is his one. So he did do this research, but I do some too. So anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that's all we had to say. So might as well just get into it. This was a case that was picked by one of our listeners. So thanks, Kristen, for the suggestion. And oh, yeah, I... it was Kristen that suggested it. Yeah, that's Kristen her name. Said... I can't remember her name. <laughs> she suggests a lot of them, but we love it. So thank you. Yep. Um, oh, and Leslie did text me the other day that she is planning on coming back, hopefully sometime in the near future. So, um, we are planning on doing an episode a week. So I don't know if Leslie will be up for doing it every week. So it might be like one week, Leslie, one week, Jay, or whatever, but you never know. You never know, but we will be here. Some, somebody will be here. Someone will be talking about fucked up shit if you care to listen. Every week. So. Yeah. Starting in September. So let's start with this. Let's go ahead and get into this fucked up case. All right. So this week, uh, we decided to take a look at the toy box killer. David Parker Ray. I, I find that anyone with three names usually is a killer like that. Like whoever, like, like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Like. And who else? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. There is a lot. I just can't think of them. You can't Henry, put them in the spot Henry like Lee that. Henry Lee Lucas, is that his name? Henry yeah, Lee so. Lucas, that guy that killed a lot of people? Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird they use their middle name all the time. Yeah. Ted Bundy didn't. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back on track. So the moniker Toy Box Killer is an interesting one in the way that Ray was not ever charged with murdering anyone, and no solid proof exists that he has in fact killed anyone. Did you know that? No, so why is he called the Toy Box Killer? He I don't know. Toy Box Predator. Not killer. <laughs> Maybe yeah. killer. Maybe killer. Despite the lack of evidence to support it, David Parker Ray is suspected of raping and murdering more than 60 women during an almost half century of crime which began as early as 1957 and ended with his arrest in 1999. So 60 women, but he was never officially charged with anybody. That's Like murdering anyone, That's yeah. crazy, though. Before we get into any of the details of why Ray was dubbed the Toy Box Killer, let's take a trip into the history and story of who David Parker Ray was. Let's do it. 
Born in 1939 in Belen, New Mexico, around 35 miles south of Albuquerque. I always like that word. That Albuquerque? Albuquerque. It's a good it one. rolls off the tongue. It does. <laughs> David Parker Ray had a twisted upbringing that many suspected morphed him into a monster. His father was a violent alcoholic who often beat David and at one point abandoned his young family. At this time, his mother shipped him, off, shipped him and his sister off to his grandparents, uh, where he was bullied at school for his appearance and shyness around girls. These insecurities drove David to drink and do drugs. From an early age, he developed an obsession with bondage and sadomasochism. Sadomasochism. Big words again. (laughs) His father fueled his fantasies, buying him violent porn magazines from his early teens on the rare occasions that he visited his son. Isn't that weird? That's a thing? Violent porn mag? That's a thing? I don't know. That's great. And why would you buy that for your kid? Like, yeah, my kid likes violent porn. Here you go, buddy. I haven't been around, but here you go. Like, take a fish in yourself. That's disgusting. Despite being a weak student, Ray graduated high school in 1957, and then he served in the U.S. Army. He later received an honorable discharge and found work with a number of odd jobs as a mechanic. Ray was married and divorced four times, and after years of drinking, he settled in Elephant Butte, which I like to call Elephant Butt, (laughs) where he became involved in a small underground BDSM scene, attending secret parties and clubs. It isn't known exactly when Ray began committing his horrific crimes, however. He did admit to his first wife that he had kidnapped, tortured, and murdered a woman as far back as 1957 when he would have just been 17 years old. That's a red flag, eh? Yeah, a I wonder if he told that to her before she married him. I don't think so, because if someone was like, hey, guess what? I murdered and raped, I raped and murdered this woman. Will you, will you marry me? I'd be like, the fuck? That's fucked up. But the fact that she stayed with him yeah. after, like, that's crazy. In 1997, Ray met Cindy Hendy, a 37-year-old mother of three, on the run from the police, who had ditched her children and fled across the country. What a great pair. The two worked together and became partners sexually, as well as partners in crime. Ray trained Hendy to be his accomplice, teaching her how to kidnap and abuse women. Again, clearly a match made up in fucked up weirdo heaven. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, how do these people find each other? Uh, yeah, like, really. Like, how? It's like that old joke where, like, um, somebody stops and picks up a hitchhiker and he's like, hey, are you a, are you a serial killer? And he'd be like, wow, that's weird. There's two of us in the same car or yeah, whatever, you know? Like, yeah. how how do you find each other? I don't get it. But anyway, that's, I didn't tell the joke properly. But you sure didn't. <laughs> we're <laughs> close enough. <laughs> that's why I'm not a comedian. I don't tell jokes very well. Anyway. Now let's get into why David Ray was labeled as the toy box killer, and it's not at all what you probably think of at first. We'd never heard of him um, when he was suggested to us, and we just assumed that he was, I thought he was like going to be somebody killing kids. Like, that's what yeah, I thought. I thought was another box kid killer. Case I was like, it. oh, for fuck's sakes, here we go again. But David Parker Ray is known as the toy box killer because he kidnapped dozens of women in the New Mexico area and brutalized them in his torture chamber. Ray's toy box was made from a repurposed cargo trailer and contained a gynecologist-type table in the middle with a mirror mounted to the ceiling so that his victims could see the horrors delivered upon them. Littering the floor and walls were whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical <laughs> blades, blades, saws, and numerous sex toys. That's what a Yeah, so wonderful... it's a toy box for him but nobody else because that's fucked up. Yeah, like... I don't like going to gynecologist to begin with, but, like, no thank you. <laughs> Ray also had made an 18-point instructional guide titled Psychological and Physical Procedures, Initial Handling of the Captive Personal Fetish. 
which is a quite the fucking title. And why? Why did he make that? I don't know. It's just for him. Like, why did he? What did he need an instructional guide for? <laughs> That's weird. Just to keep him on track, I guess. I, I guess so. Know. I mean, let me consult with my manual before we yeah, make yeah. that. Well, it was taped to the wall of his toy box. So. Oh, God. That's crazy. Uh, the torture chamber was constructed by at an estimated cost of around $100,000. That's a lot of money. Victims brought back to his toy box would find themselves strapped to a makeshift gynecological chair, at which point they were played a spine-chilling pre-recorded message featuring Ray's voice. The woman would listen to a truly disturbing 45-minute recorded message made by Ray. 45 minutes. Like, you were just sitting there and listening. Here you <gasps> go, listen. Like, this guy had way too much time on his hands. 18-page manual, 45-minute recorded message. Like, what the fuck? The tape included statements by Ray that the women were to refer to him only as master and the woman with him as mistress, and never to speak unless spoken to first. He then went on to explain exactly how he would rape and abuse them, which would be horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Um, in, the, in the recording, the sicko even boasted that he had been raping bitches since he was a teenager. It's not funny, but just, I can just hear him say, I've been raping bitches. Yeah. Like, it's not funny, but no, come on. Like, fucking guy, man. <laughs> At the end of the tape, he told the women that he would drug them with sodium pentothal and... I have no idea what Phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. So they wouldn't remember what had happened by stating, quote... You're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place, us, or what has happened to you. Unquote. Hey, I wonder horrifying. what those things are, though. Like, a, what kind of drugs are those? I think it's kind of like, uh, like, uh, you know, like you roofie people. Oh, yeah. Like a downer or whatever. Yeah. After his arrest, authorities also found a wooden contraption, which was apparently used to immobilize Ray's victims while he and his friends raped them. Chilling diagrams on the walls showed different methods for inflicting pain. A homemade box was found that Ray would put over his victims' heads to disorientate them, and then a sign hung on the wall that read Satan's Den. And we have pictures of those. Like yeah, we have a picture of the whole toy box. It's pretty fucking it's, gross. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, all the disturbing discoveries found in the toy box killer's trailer, perhaps the most horrifying one was a videotape from 1996, which showed a terrified woman being raped and tortured by Ray and his girlfriend. The beginning of the end of Ray's reign of terror began on March 19, 1999, with the kidnapping of 22-year-old Cynthia Vigil in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Cynthia Vigil was hooking in a parking lot when a man claiming to be an undercover cop told her she was under arrest for solicitation of sex work and put her in the back of his car. That man was David Parker Ray, not a freaking undercover cop. Oh, yeah. The worst possible thing. And he brought Vigil to his nearby soundproof trailer which he, again, called the toy box. Once he had her in the in the trailer, he chained her to a table inside. Over the next three days, he raped and tortured Vigil with help from his girlfriend and accomplice, Cindy Hendy. Ray and Hendy used whips, medical and sexual instruments, and electric shocks to torment Vigil. Just before her torture, Ray would play the cassette tape with the recording detailing what she would be forced to endure. Um, this seems like it was just to strike terror and fear into his victims before he even did anything. Well, can you imagine just listening to that and being like, holy like, fuck, you're going to do that to me? Yeah, like, this is what's coming. Like, I wish it myself. He must just love getting off on them just being freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Even as much as doing shit to them. Oh, yeah. I can't like, why would his girlfriend? Like, that's disgusting. These people yeah. are fucked. I know. Like, I don't I don't get what you get from doing this. Like, yeah. Like, you, like, me and you. Like, let's let's watch some TV. Not like, oh, let's go fucking rape someone in our fucking toy box. Yeah, that's 
let's build a soundproof thing like, and lure people in there and How is that? Money. That's fucked. I don't get it at all. On the third day of Cynthia's confinement, while Ray was at work, Hendy accidentally left the keys to Vigil's restraint on a table near where Vigil was chained up. Seizing the opportunity, Vigil lunged for the keys and freed her hands. Hendy spotted her and attempted to stop her escape, and a vicious fight broke out. Vigil was able to stab her in the neck with an ice pick and get away. Like, to me, that that's like a fucking, like, 90s movie script. Like a me. horror like, movie? Yeah, like a yeah. horror movie. Like, like, you get out and then stab your per- side of the person. Yeah, like, to the, as this this is real life? It's fucking crazy, Yeah, man. Like, this like, shit happens. Yeah, like, movies are more real than you think, I guess. Like, holy Christ, man. Yeah, when I was reading that she stabbed her in the neck with the ice pick, though, I was like, oh, too bad she didn't get her in the eye socket. She could have given her a lobotomy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how they used to do lobotomies. They would shove an ice pick in there. Gross. Anyway. On that day, March 22nd, 1999, passing drivers spotted a truly horrific sight. A young woman was running down the road in the middle of the New Mexico afternoon heat, completely naked except for a padlocked dog collar around her neck attached to a five-foot length of chain. Can you imagine mm-hmm. just seeing that running down the street? Well, yeah. Like, what like... the hell? She was covered in blood and had a large cut on her scalp. Despite clearly being in distress, not a single driver stopped to let Cynthia vigil into their cars. That's crazy. Why the like, fuck why would, would you, you not? Stop? Yeah. Like, obviously, they're not going to hurt you. They're exactly. fucking in trouble. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, holy fuck, we need to get you in here and yeah. take you to the hospital, take you to the police, yeah. take you to wherever. Like, like how are not just, That's oh, I'm sure, she's, I'm sure she's fine. Shame on those drivers. I agree. Eventually, she ran into a nearby mobile home where Darlene Breach and her husband were watching TV. Darlene said, Quote, she came straight in wearing nothing except the chains around her neck and was crying and screaming, don't let them get me. She was bloody, very bloody, and was a very terrified girl, unquote. Can you imagine just watching TV and she just busts in? No. Be like, what the fuck? Again, horror movie. I'd be like, ah! yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, yeah, that's a horror movie. <laughs> I'd just sit there and scream at her, like, <laughs> After being taken in by Darlene, who called the police, cops arrived and arrested Ray and Hendy an hour later. Amidst the publicity of the arrest, David Parker Ray and his abduction of Cynthia Vigil, another woman came forward with a similar story. Angelica Montano was an acquaintance of Ray's who, after visiting his house to borrow cake mix, had been drugged, raped, and tortured by Ray. Montano was then left by the highway out in the desert. Um, Luckily, she was found there alive by police, but there had been no follow-up on her case. Like, why not? I don't know. Like... I guess she didn't remember it, right? Because she was drugged. She just, like she just wanted to get cake mix, and then I guess so. But why would the police not follow up? Like, yeah, she would remember. She went there to get cake mix. Yeah, she would, and then she would remember in that the part. Exactly. So she must have known something happened there. Anyway, but now since both Vigil and Montana were willing to testify to Ray's crimes, the case against the toy box killer grew stronger. Police were able to press Ray's girlfriend and an accomplice, Cindy Hendy, who quickly folded and began telling authorities what she knew about the abductions. Her testimony led the police to discover that Ray had been helped by multiple people during the kidnappings and rapes. Ray's accomplices included his own daughter, Glenda Jesse Ray, and his friend, Dennis Roy Yancey. See, another three Three names. names. (laughs) But, like, your daughter? How, like, sure, Dad, I'll help you. Like, what the fuck? That family, that whole gene pool is fucked. Oh, my God. At least some of these vicious attacks ended in murder. Yancey later admitted to participating in the brutal murder of Marie Parker, a woman who had been abducted, drugged, and tortured for days by Ray and his daughter before Yancey strangled her to death in 1997. So why was he not charged for that murder? I don't know. But, like, even then, that wasn't Ray. It was freaking Yancey. 
yeah, that killed her, true. right? So still, he didn't murder. Yeah, no... that's true. So maybe he didn't actually murder people. He got everybody else to do it. Well, he maybe. just did the that's raping fucked. and torturing. Just. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just did just. that stuff. Despite this horrific story and its chilling implications for David Parker Ray's other known victims, sorry, other unknown victims, at least one more woman survived the toy box killer's torture chamber. Surprisingly, it was the same victim who was seen being raped and tortured in the 1996 videotape found in his trailer. That's crazy. Yeah, what are the odds, eh? Yeah. After some details were released to the public about the woman in the video, she was identified by her ex-mother-in-law as Kelly Garrett. In 1994, 20-year-old Kelly moved from Kansas City, Kansas, to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. There's actually a a town called Truth or Consequences? Yeah, that's all like the Old West stuff, man. Like Tombstone and fucking Death Valley. Why would you live there? I don't know, Truth or Consequences? I don't know. Same elephant butt? Why not? (laughs) It sounds like fun. Elephant butt or Truth or Consequences? I don't know how much fun an elephant butt would be, (laughs) So, Kelly married Patrick Murphy in 1996, but their marriage was strained. On July 24th, 1996, Garrett had gotten into a fight with her then-husband and decided to spend the night playing pool at a local saloon with her friend, Jesse Ray, which was the daughter of David Parker Ray. Well, unlucky for her. Yep. So she was doing that to cool down. Unbeknownst to Garrett, Jesse roofied her beer and then left the bar with Kelly and drove to her father's house where he overpowered her. He held a knife to her throat, put a dog collar around her neck, and covered her face in duct tape. That to me, I like, like I, that's the worst thing ever that can happen is having your face covered in duct tape. Yeah. Because if you get away and you have to pull that off, can you uh, imagine like the hair ripping? No, oh my god, no, thank you. No thanks. When Kelly was taken into the toy box, she testified that she could see saws, chains, whips, clamps, cattle prods, bottles of oil, and metal bars. A medical cabinet with syringes and chemicals was also kept in the trailer. The chair can be moved along a six-foot rail using a remote control. There was also a seven-foot coffin with restraints and ventilation holes used by Ray to keep his victims in. So I guess while they weren't in the fucking chair, they were in the coffin. Can you imagine being put in a fucking coffin? It's fucked. Like, oh my god. There, David Parker Ray raped and tortured her for two days. Then, Ray slit her throat and dumped her on the side of the road, leaving her for dead. Garrett miraculously survived the brutal attack... But neither her husband nor the police believed her story. So what? She fucking slit her own throat? <laughs> like, fuck off. But how do you not believe her? Oh, yeah, I just slit my own throat and crawled out here and left myself for dead. Yeah. Middle, like, oh, yeah that's, Something that's, to do. Yeah. Truth or consequences. Like, so her husband actually believed that she had cheated on him that night, and he filed for divorce that same year. Like... So, yeah. No, I. you're right. I went and cheated on you, and then I slipped my throat and left myself for dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. like a good night in the town, right? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Due to the effects of the drugs, Garrett had limited recollection of the events over those two days, but remembered being raped by the toy box killer. David Parker Ray's crime spree is believed to have spanned from the mid-1950s to the late 1990s. That's a long time. That's almost that's for over 40 years. Yeah, it's too, a too long. long. Time. He was likely able to get away with it for so long because he targeted many women who were of low socioeconomic status, like hookers and homeless people. Yeah. Um, In addition, the fact that he drugged his victims made it far less likely for the few survivors to remember exactly what had happened to them. Chillingly, much about Ray's crimes remains unknown, including how many victims he may have killed. Though he was never formally convicted of murder, it's been estimated that he killed over 50 women. While police were investigating the toy box killer's trailer, they uncovered evidence of numerous murders, including diaries written by Ray, which detailed the brutal deaths of several women. 
Why would you keep a diary? That goes back to that guy, uh, Mark Twitchell, when he kept his SK Confessions diary. Yeah. Why? Why do you do that? Like, that's asking know. to be like, oh, I have a written record of it. Like, so oops, here you go. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> uh, the diaries uh, detailed the brutal deaths of several women. Multiple videotapes were also found where he states that he tortured hundreds of women, and he also confessed how he would dump the corpses of victims in a nearby reservoir. Um, and he also referred to a number of accomplices in his horrible crimes. Like, so, so there was that many people helping him. I guess so, yeah. I guess he, yeah, I didn't find any other names of who his other accomplices were, but there was that Yancey guy, his, his daughter, daughter, his girlfriend. Just like, all, like, what the fuck, yeah. man? What's going on in New Mexico? That's crazy. Authorities also uncovered hundreds of pieces of jewelry, clothes, and other personal effects, uh, according, according to the FBI. These items were believed to have belonged to Ray's victims. That, plus the effort that David Parker Ray put into his toy box, points to a horrifically large number of potential murder victims. But despite all the evidence, the authorities were unable to create additional cases. Although both Hendy and Yancey identified areas they believed Ray disposed of bodies, police found no human remains in any of these locations. How's that possible? Yeah, like, is he lying? Or, like, is he just, is he just, like, being thought of raping that many people? Yeah, I've but... Been killing them, but... But the Yancey guy said for sure they killed somebody. Yeah. So where the fuck are all the bodies if they're killing these people? Yeah, they couldn't find any. So How no murdered bodies. How do you not find 50? Even the ones that are, I guess, they fucking confessed to in the diaries and Yancey confessed. They but, couldn't find uh, any of the bodies anywhere. I I don't even know what to say to yeah, that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know where they would be. Because even if they were, like, skeletons by now, like, you would still see the bones. Yeah. I don't get it. While we may never know how many exactly how many people Ray murdered, his confirmed crimes against the surviving victims, Vigil, Montano, and Garrett, were fortunately enough to put him away for life. The Toy Box Killer was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison. As for Jesse Ray, she received a sentence of nine years. So just that nine. that's his daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Just nine. Just nine from fucking, nine fucking years. Bringing people to dad. Cindy Hendy was given 36 years in prison. Both were released early, and they walk free today. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What? Why? Why would you be released early? Oh, we, at least 50 fucking women, we've tortured them, raped them, and fucking killed them, but yeah. cool, we're out in early. We're I never understood around. that. Like, you could destroy people's, like, people's lives and everything, and you don't get any time. Yeah. And you steal some money, and you're in there for fucking ever. Yeah. Or have a little bit of the weed on you. Like, not now, weed's legal here, but, like, before. Yeah. You, have, you have weed on you. Oh, that's life sentence. That's, like, but... the, the weirdest thing is you get locked away and then, like, killing people. It's just like, oh, you're good the last couple of years. You can go free. Yeah, like, the, these 50 women that you killed can't go free. Yeah. They're fucking dead. It's fucked. David Parker Ray died not long after his life sentence began. On May 28, 2002, while waiting to be interrogated by state police, Ray died of a massive heart attack at the age of 62. Though several years have passed since then, the authorities are still working to connect the toy box killer to as many suspected murder victims. In the wake of the horror suffered by Cynthia Vigil, she later founded a volunteer group, Street Safe New Mexico, which works with sex workers and other vulnerable people living on the streets in that state. In case another toy box killer comes along. Yeah, so at least she's she's working to help people well, yeah to be aware that this shit fucking happens yeah but. well because it's sad that they do prey on those people because they're less likely to be missed yeah. right yeah and 
I don't know about you, but I'm sick of these fucking guys just dying in prison before they can be properly dealt with. It's like he was only he got arrested in 1999, so he was only in there for less than three years. Yeah, and that was and it. And then he just gets to check out. Yep, he killed people fucking for 45 bastard. years, but less than three years after being caught. Brutal. Yep. So that was the toy box killer. But it was interesting. It was. It was an interesting read, and there was no kids in that one. But no kids. Poor women. Goodness. Poor women, though. Yeah. No kids. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I have my next case kind of picked, but I haven't started researching it. So. I don't even really know what it's about. I just have the name written down. I forget oh. what it was about. So. Hopefully no more fucking blood-sucking vampire <laughs> people. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed. Well, not really enjoyed because I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fucking weird to me that I like talking about this stuff, even though it's so fucking gross. And people clearly like listening to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but we're, I guess we're all just a little fucked up. It's, well, it's just fucked up here that people can do this shit. Because yeah. like, I never considered doing any of this stuff to people. And to realize that people are out there doing it. Yeah. Like, how can you do that? I don't know. It's fucked up. I don't, like, what What part of your brain makes you think that that's a good idea? And like, I don't want to see dead bodies or carnage or anything, but it's like driving by a car crash. You're going to look, right? Yeah. What are you looking for? I know. Why? Like. I don't get it. It's weird. It's like a human nature that. We're all just a little morbid, Just get creeped out by f- shit, I think. I, so. I don't know. I don't know either, but. Anyway, that was a Toy Box Killer. Um, If you want to email us, our email address is wtftruecrimepod at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, WTF True Crime Podcast. We also have a discussion group, which has not been too active, but I'm going to try to post some more stuff in there to get people talking. And then we're on Instagram as well, WTF True Crime Pod. So feel free to look for us, send us a message, give us any case suggestions that you have. We have a big list from Kristen, so we'll be working through those. Oh, yes. Thanks, Kristen. You yeah. give us some things to look at. Yeah. So. so, and honestly, just keep them coming because we love it. So anyway, that was that, and thanks guys for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Yep, take it easy guys. Bye. Bye.